Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to episode 38 of Double Hop Beat. We're taking the pulse of the beer and brewing scene, as you all know. I'm James, home brewer and beer enthusiast. And I'm Shannon, a beer intermediate. We hope you enjoyed our mini-series about non-alcoholic craft beverages. Yeah, we really just dived in to this evolution of what's going to be craft beverages, not just craft beers, but craft beverages. And I think we really did learn a lot about what brewing ingredients are being utilized in these craft beverages, such as hops, one of my favorite ingredients to work with, just they're just so dynamic. Mm -hmm. And I think that's probably why a lot of home brewers starting out have been forming companies trying to produce non-alcoholic craft beverages, alternatives, whether you're a drinker, whether you're not a beer drinker, whether you're just looking for an active lifestyle, or just you want something flavorful, but you don't want to have a beer. Yeah, so I think it was it was really great for me personally to learn about all the different options that are out there. It's very interesting, um, and I think it definitely gives for people who are going to be like designated drivers, things like that. You can still feel like you're part of part of the group without having to just have water. So I thought it was very interesting and informative. And we just want to say a big thank you to our mini series guest, uh, co-founder Dean Eberhard of Hoplark Hop Tea, and founder Paul Tecker of H2Ops Hop Water for joining us in our discussion. So thanks, guys. We appreciate it. This week, we're going to be touching on some of our recent brewery experiences while we were on vacation. But before we get into that, James, you had a piece of home brewing equipment that you wanted to talk about. What is it? Yeah, so there's been a lot of um, talk about this cer- certain product in uh, the home brewing forums and people trying to get into um, home brewing in their basements where they're using elect- electric brewing systems. So um, alternatively from your propane systems that are typically brewed outside or in a garage where there's plenty of ventilation, plenty of air. Now with the technology catching up with electronic brewing um, or electric brewing, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, so with all the catch up with electric brewing technologies and systems available out there at an affordable point price point for home brewers, they're brewing indoors, so whether that's in their basement or they're converting sheds uh, into brew sheds or just in their home in general or their kitchens. So one of the concerns that you're going to run into by brewing indoors is you're going to have issues with moisture. And when you're brewing over those boils and all that steam that comes up during the boil, um, that's going to go into the air, onto your walls. Uh, that's going to create moisture and could create mold. So spike brewing, and I know there's other companies out there that have steam condensers. So what we're going to talk about briefly right now is a steam condenser. Um, So I want to focus on spike brewing's uh, steam condenser because that's pretty much brand new right now. Um, So right now with the steam condenser, its main goal of what is a steam condenser? Well, it's to transform that steam into liquid that comes from the boil. So when you're, you're brewing, you have your boil, and you get all that steam, you're going to want to convert that into liquid. So the alternative would have been you go down, you get these expensive hood vents, and you have to vent mm-hmm. it out of your house. And not everybody has that capability or wants to get that into it. Um, or you're in an apartment or something. Yeah, or you're in an apartment, right and it's not like a dedicated brewing space. So what's great about this steam condenser, and it's actually a steam condenser lid, that will fit on top of your kettle, on your uh, boil kettle. And what happens is it's got a pipe going up the top of the lid, 
and it, it's to direct the steam out of your kettle. It goes up the pipe, and then water is being pumped in from either your faucet or a bucket that you just keep refilling with water. And that water will then flush that steam um, down into your collection vessel, so either a water bucket or your sink. Um, I've seen different home brewers choosing different options. Because you can use this water, and Spike actually recommends that you would use this water for cleaning. So going back to sustainability and Mm -hmm. being eco-friendly and just being mindful of how much water you're using, you want to reuse that water. You don't don't ideally want to be flushing that down your drain of your sink. Mm -hmm. The purpose, again, you also get better boil-off rates. And What does um, that mean? So boil-off rate is just basically the rate of when you're boiling, how much water you're going to be losing or how much of your volume you're going to be losing that you have to make up for by having more water. Okay, so this kind of keeps it contained so you're not losing as much. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, so instead of all that steam going out, it's containing it, um, that it's converting it into liquid, so it's mm-hmm. it's not going to evaporate as much of your, your liquid. Gotcha. So, as I was saying, so there's been positive reviews so far, but this is so new. So, basically, this is a lid that goes on to your brew kettle, and they've actually made it so they fit most standard kettles. So, if you don't happen to have a spike system or spike kettles, mm-hmm. uh, they say it fits SS Brewtech kettles and some of the mainstream kettles available. So, that's good. And it's, since it's so new, there's positive and negatives because some people were using the prototype still where there was some issues that they had to figure out, such as the angle of that pipe where you... It wasn't taking out all that water. It was actually that water you were pumping in was going into your brew kettle, so which you don't want. Much. It was taking <laughs> that water that you're pumping in to try and make the steam go down the pipe. Mm-hmm. It was taking that some of that water and keeping it in the in the brew in the brew, which yeah. you don't want. Um, but it seems those problems have been fixed with the actual production uh, steam lids that they have out there. And so this is an, a great improvement for home brewers like myself who are planning to brew using an electric system indoors in my basement so I don't have to worry about the moisture, mold, just an extra layer of protection. So, But it comes in 10, 15, 20, 30, and 50 gallon kettle size lids. So that pretty much covers the lids of an average home brewer that's not going to be doing, you know, those large barrel um brews, which there also mm-hmm. is lids on their nano systems um, that will fit those. Cost US goes from two seventy five to four hundred dollars depending on that kettle size. So you might be saying, all right, that seems a little steep, but if you factor in how much, you know, one of those fans and mm-hmm. the hoods and then actually venting it out and having it properly exit your house, it's a lot more just installation plus all the parts you need. But that's still an option out there. This isn't like a do or don't. It's more of a Here's another alternative for you. And also I like it because they are also, for Spike, if you're getting a Trio electric brewing system, which is just their three-kettle electric system, they're including this at no extra charge, which is awesome. Because if I was looking into getting that system, then I would want this included and not have to pay extra for it if they're recommending it as an indoor use for that end user of the home brewer. Yeah, you never like to see when you're buying something new. Not included or extra, additional. Yeah, exactly. You're like, great. You're like, great, more stuff to buy, great. Yeah. But back to the boil-off rate. So according to Spike, they say their lid does a 50% reduced boil-off rate, and it results in approximately 6% total boil-off. Just for those interested, that's all on their website, so you can see, check it out. And one of the things I really liked about this lid is they included a 1.5 tri-clamp port for your CIP ball if you 
do CIPs at the end of the brew day, as well as a four four inch tri clamp port for hop additions. So it's actually like a cool little like sight glass you can actually look into and see what's happening in the boil. And it's not just you put a lid on it and you can't tell if you're going to get the one of those hot you know high breaks of once you go go to a boil, you're not going to get all that foam coming up. You want to be able to mm-hmm. handle those hot breaks. So um, I love that hot breaks. Hot breaks. Yeah. Chance is like dancing over there, like hot breaks, hot breaks. Well, no, just because that I started singing about a song about a coffee break in my head. Oh, geez. Okay. Well, (laughs) well, in one of the negatives though, with this lid is it's going to be very hot. So you do want to make sure that you do have appropriate PPE as Mm -hmm. my science. Here we go. Protective equipment. Everyone knows what PPE means now due to thanks to COVID. Yeah, true. Very true. Um, but the other negative with this is water usage. So for it does about 15 gallons an hour for 10, uh, your 10-gallon batch or 15 gallons and 20-gallon lids. Uh, it does about 25 gallons an hour for your 30 and your 50 lids. So that's a significant amount of water. Yeah. So like when I was planning if I was getting this, I would have to think of some kind of container that would I'd basically pump all this water into to store it mm-hmm. and then be able to pump that water out for my cleaning. And if I didn't need it all at the same time for cleaning, at least that water is still there for the next clean. Or if I needed to clean my fermenters out, I could reuse the water that way. So I think it's just as home brewers, we're going to have to get creative on how to use the water, um, deal with this water usage. And I will say that I've heard a lot about this because James has been very excited. And I think mostly just because you're trying to design what you're new homebrew space is going to look like but i've heard a lot about this condenser lid over the past couple of weeks yeah. i've never heard him get so excited about a lid on something right it's like all right if you're cooking in the kitchen all right you put a lid on it like who cares but this is like yeah steam lid condenser lid all right it's in your top 10 lid list oh absolutely <laughs> And another recommendation, because um, I've been asking a lot of feedback from homebrewers that are using this mm-hmm. steam condenser lid currently, and they said they would prefer to also to get a gasket to fit on top of your kettle to kind of have it sit a little bit better. They said it fit, fits fine as a lid, but they said it would make it easier for take you know hop additions if you weren't using the tri clamp. If you wanted to just take the lid off and do it that way. Um, it would sit a little bit better. So that was a cool recommendation. I'll probably do that and try and find a gasket that I can fit on top. Yeah, and it sounds like Spike's taking some of their customer feedback seriously. So maybe in a future rendition, they'll add a gasket if that's what people are clamoring for. You never know. Yeah, I mean, with every generation one of a product, you're going to get that learning curve of, all right, Mm -hmm. what do we need to fix? All right, is the angle proper to allow you know the steam to go out but water not to go in so it seems like they were working through that and that's probably why some of these prototypes were sent out to mm-hmm. home brewers to get that feedback that you know yeah, a yeah, lab testing hard. in a lab is controlled and you can only do so much testing so it's good to get outside perspectives get and opinions research yeah exactly yeah, exactly <laughs> and kind of like teases the product too right like so you get exposure from the product like i got to see what the product mm-hmm. looked like so pretty sweet well, James, you'll have to share if you ever get one and let us know how it goes. Yeah, and if you're a listener to, listening to this and you are using one, yep. uh, feel free to direct message us on our Instagram page and uh, let us know what you think. I would love to hear from you. Okay, James, we went on vacation last week. Oh, boy, did we need a vacation. <laughs> it's a different kind of vacation. It's a socially distant vacation. Yes, but part of our socially distant vacation is we went to some of the breweries that we had been to in the past down the Cape. 
which for those who are not from Massachusetts just means going to Cape Cod, which is our beach area. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's pretty much in Massachusetts. It's where we go to unwind and go walk the beaches and really just embrace beach beach life. Yeah, so we went back to some of the places we've been already um, since they've reopened due to the COVID restrictions just to check out what they were doing in their response to COVID. So what do you want to talk about first, James, your favorite? <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, talk, let's talk about Knockabout Brewing. Um, I just love their location in Mashpee. I think they, they just, Peter and uh, the folks over at Knockabout just do everything the right way. And from your pickup of your cans to pretty much this outdoor setup, like they want you to have an experience. And so we were really worried about, all right, what's this brewery experience going to be like be trying to stay safe for ourselves and everybody mm-hmm. else of we don't want to get too close to anybody. We don't want to sit inside. We're going to have, you know, our, our masks on. We're going to have gloves. We're going to do everything the right way. Our handy, our of hand sanitizer that our I bring jug of hand sanitizer yeah. put on the table next to us oh my god yeah it's like the new phone where you instead of putting your phone on the table you just slap your hand sanitizer yep. on the table make sure everything's clean mm-hmm. but anyway uh, it all starts there so we pulled in and it's got a great outdoor space plenty of tables and i would say they're more than six feet apart um which is nice like because they have the outdoor they space the ability, yeah. that they can really take advantage of their space to the fullest and even add extra outdoor seating, which I love. That's like the one thing I love about all these experiences that we had with these breweries is they weren't necessarily able to have that much outdoor seating before due to whether it was the mm-hmm. regulations or whether it was zoning or what, whatever you have you. Uh, now that they have these outdoor spaces, it's amazing. Like I love it even more. So it loses a little bit of like the indoor, you know, each brewery's got their different vibe of you know, are they more industrial? What kind of art do they put up? What kind of, you know, fixtures do they use? Like, just like the architecture mm-hmm. of breweries. The personality. the personality, right. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, how do you dress up a white tent? You know, you can't necessarily do that. Yeah, but a lot of these places were planning to expand their outdoor spaces anyways. It's just that they were able to accelerate the process because the towns were helping them to open up earlier by allowing them to do this outdoor space. So right, exactly. it actually kind of helps them in a way. And so one of the coolest things that we saw that Knockabout uh, was using um, was these touch-free beer carriers by their brewery staff to take, so basically the staff would uh, have the setter handle and then what they would do is the, the bartender would have the, you know, your plastic um, oh. cups with your beer and they would put those on and then when you lift up the carrier by the center holder, it, basically lifts all of the four things of beer without mm-hmm. actually them touching your yep. plastic cu- cups. And which, then just put it on the table next to you, you take your cup and then they walk away. Yeah. It was so like such like a, I, I want to say like a basic, I don't know, like a basic design, but also mm-hmm. like a basic concept that I was just like, wow, like why wasn't this being used before? <laughs> like yeah. it's a genius. I mean, it just, it's just one extra level of, it's not difficult to do and mm-hmm. it, keeps us safe and it keeps the brewery staff safe too because then they're not touching you know you're you don't have to risk touching each other's hands and everything else like yep so that was awesome yeah the other thing that knockabout had that i thought was really cool ideas because they are they did they basically took a cape house and turned it into a brewery so it has a backyard like the inside was just a one like a first floor of a house and so in the back they have a um, porch that's 
kind of like above, like a balcony porch. A raised, yeah. Yeah, a raised porch. So like if you were like in the master bedroom and walked out on the second floor, you would be on a porch. So they had a performer up there. So it was nowhere near any of the guests. It was one person singing by themselves. And it was still very entertaining. I thought that was a creative idea to use that raised balcony just to still have live music. Yeah, I, I really did love it. Like they kept their live music, but they did it in a way that's not going to put people in harm, mm-hmm. both the musicians and yourself, because it's so far away that, you know, if they don't have a mask on, you know, mask when they're trying to sing, like they're not going to spray you. Like yeah. if you're sitting at the table close by, like just having it separate is just like awesome. Yeah. Although I will say that I had my first public coughing fit <laughs> while we were there, and I thought James was gonna like. Oh my me god! I was gonna lose my my shit. To I was be not sick. I accidentally swallowed my beverage the wrong way. She has a habit of drinking way too fast. It was not fast. I just you back know, to her sorority days where she yeah. just like guzzles it down, and it's just like, geez, slow sometimes down. Sometimes you just swallow the wrong way, and so and that's what I, she said. Yeah. So I did, and then I kept coughing. James was like, stop it, stop. People are looking, and I'm like, I can't help it. I have to cough. I'm like, can you just go in the car real quick and, like, have some water and settle that? Yeah, I mean, I grabbed water. Oh, my God, the looks were unbelievable. And I'm like, she's not sick, I I swear. I just had to loudly announce that I swallowed my drink the wrong way. Yeah, it was kind of funny. (laughs) And I was, I covered my mouth. It wasn't like I was coughing. Oh, yeah, you were, like, like, covering everything. I was, like, in my shirt. like You're, like, in your shirt with your mask on, like, oh, my God, it it was, it was quite humorous. That's been, like, my fear since day one of this starting is that I would, like, do that, get a coughing fit, have a cold or something that I would, in public, be shamed. And it finally happened. (laughs) James is so confused. Oh, my God. Uh, but Anywho. one of the other things with Massachusetts right now is you do have to order food with mm-hmm. every with when you um, order your first beverage, which people are like complaining about. And I'm just like, seriously, you're complaining about having to order food? Come on. I will never turn down food. But I was going to say, like, Knockabout had these lobster rolls, and oh my God, was it good. And I'm like, thank God for that regulation that made us order food, because you might not have ordered food before, or they yeah. might not have had the food options. Yeah, sometimes like, they don't, so... So that was awesome. Yeah. So we also went and checked out Cape Cod Beer with our friends. Um, our brewery they, friends. Yeah, our brewery friends. Who actually, we had almost like, we were like two days apart from our one year like meeting at Knockabout. Yeah. Um, a year prior. It was our prior. anniversary date that we went Yeah, on. it was our anniversary <laughs> date. It's so cute. Uh, socially distance, of course. Yes, of course. Um, so we went to Cape Cod Beer and they had and also had a very large outdoor space in the parking lot area, um, both covered in a tent and also yep. on just regular um, round tables or uh, picnic benches. They also had a live performer, which was set off to the side, um, and she had a, a, a face shield and everything. Um, so that was really great. And they had really good signage for all of where you need to go, footsteps leading inside. So I thought it was really a really good setup they had to keep everyone safe. Yeah, it was, it was kind of funny you mentioned the – the musician, she, uh, Bryce, that was there, she mm-hmm. she had a very unique uh, face shield. Um, it was, I think it's a made for performers. Mm-hmm. And we just were kind of laughing for like the first maybe three minutes when we sat down because we're like, is she, is that a mask? Is that like, I thought it was like a harmonica, one of those harmonica things that, you know, performers have mm-hmm. to, so they don't have to hold their harmonica. And I'm like, Oh, that's interesting. It looks like it's like plexiglass. And then you're like, no, I think it's a face shield. Well, I had to look for a while because I thought it was one of, you know, like when we were kids, people had the braces, but had that like metal thing that came out and like that around the front of their mouth, like the- Like the mouth guard Yeah, like the mouth guard. I thought it was that at first. And I was like, I haven't seen one of those since like the 
late nineties. Where is this coming from? But it was just her, it was just her face mask. So yeah, that, so that was pretty funny, but like it started to pour, Mm -hmm. it was like pouring rain. So like they had a lot of umbrellas and outdoor Mm -hmm. space. So naturally like it was pretty, it got pretty busy. Uh, but again, like they were like keeping people like socially apart and stuff, but it was just got really funny because as people were like, oh crap, mm-hmm. it's pouring rain. Where do I go? Yeah. I will give really, I don't know. We never met her, got her name, but the hostess who was, oh, she was a day, rock star. She was hustling and I, her poor shoes must have had been thrown away at the end of the day because she was oh, everywhere. Her shoes all the in time. her hair. She had like this really sweet, like slicked up hair, like yeah. gelled up. And then like it started pouring rain. And when we left, it was like flat. Like it was just, I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> this poor hustling. woman. Like yeah. she, she was hustling. It's just like yeah. all just herself. It so was pretty sweet, pretty prop, badass. Yeah, props to her. <laughs> if you're listening to this episode and you are her, uh, direct message us because you are awesome. <laughs> you did a great job. Uh, and then we also went somewhere that we hadn't been before, and we actually didn't know they had a physical location. We've heard of them, but have never didn't know they had a spot, and that was Barnstable Brewing. Yeah, I've had their beer, and I know there was a couple of restaurants we've been to that had mm-hmm. Barnstable Brewing on the menus. Uh, but and this place was just like, I would, n- like driving by, if we weren't actively like looking, looking for, for breweries mm-hmm. or looking for this particular brewery, we probably never would have found it, because it's kind of like hidden in this kind of very ordinary looking yeah it's near like a business building you yeah, know like it's like a little strip mall but it's like off to the side of the strip mall next yeah. to the laundromat and it's also like so with the, everything with covid they expand their outdoor beer garden so mm-hmm. it's kind of like the fencing going around like the wooden fence going around so i think it also kind of hides the building a little bit like their yeah. sign was pretty small on but the they're building. also right next to the road so it's nice to block people who are oh absolutely in the absolutely yeah. Uh, but yeah, this place was great. Um, and they actually opened in 2017. Mm-hmm. And what I really like about this brewery, and since we didn't mention it on our previous episode when we went to all these Cape Cod breweries, is that they're family owned and operated. And mm-hmm. I just love that. And I can't get enough of that. Where uh, husband and wife, co-owners, and long story short, he back when he was a home brewer, he won a Sam Adams competition, I believe in 2012. And then uh, their son actually went to a brewing school in Germany and came back and kind of perfected their recipes and kind of tweaking everything. So it was great. We got to meet Anne, um, who was the co-owner, I'd Mm -hmm. say, and her daughter, who is also working at the brewery. And then I guess her daughter's boyfriend is also working at the brewery on the brewing side. And I think they're... I think her niece or something. Her niece, yeah. yeah, I think the niece was also working the Mm -hmm. brewery too. So it was just so cool to see like a family and they're, they're there every day and, you know, they treat you like family. And this outdoor space was great. Like they had those... What do you call them? Those uh, Adirondack chairs. Adirondack chairs, yeah. And it was just a very chill vibe. Like it was just like awesome. And their beers were great. Like they had such a good variety between like the German styles, which I think is probably from his schooling in yep. Germany, where, he, you know, I, I always love breweries like Lashu that do that, that have a lot of German styles. But also their IPAs and some of their other ones had some very unique flavor profiles. So one of the ones I want to talk about is the vanilla milkshake IPA. And I just over had overheard, you know, another table asking like, oh, like, I see you have a vanilla milkshake IPA. Like, how much vanilla is it? Like, in the, in, I think it was the niece. I was like, yeah, you know, it's, it's definitely present, but it's not like overpowering in the IPA. Like, go ahead, like, try it and let me know what you think. And if you don't like it, I'll get you something else. And I'm like, that's such a great way of promoting a beer. 
Like mm-hmm. you don't force it on somebody, but you also are like, all right, well, if you don't necessarily like out. it, like you give them an out so they don't feel yeah. bad that yet they have to order a full one and then they don't drink it. And then, you know, there goes, ba- there goes yeah. beer. Yep. But anyway, the vanilla in this, and I'm not a vanilla guy. I'm a mm-hmm. chocolate guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 I never get vanilla, but this vanilla was like so well done in the IPA that it was just well balanced. It kind of, the after the finish of the beer, you get that nice vanilla. I don't know, not aftertaste, but you get the finish of the vanilla after you have kind of like the citrus, citrusy flavor from the IPA and the bitterness, and it kind of rounds that out. So you're not mm-hmm. getting that very dry mouth feel at the end, so, which was really nice. Like the vanilla, and I think you were like, "Oh, I can smell the vanilla yeah. from here," and it just the aroma too was pretty pleasant. So. Yeah. Shout out to that beer because that, you know, I don't think I would have ordered that on a regular day, but this day I was feeling adventurous. So, mm-hmm. and then unfortunately I had still had to go to class during vacation. So James went to Hog Island without me, but it's, it's okay this time. I'm not mad about it because I had an obligation and it's not like he just went when I was at work or something. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well you were with, you were with us when we went to Hog Island and Kind of like was like, oh, wait, it's too busy. Like, we'll come back another yeah, time. Yeah. But it was actually booked out for a private function, too. So I was surprised by that. But mm-hmm. they had it set up in a way that you could do that anyway, just outside being socially distant tables. Uh, so I went back to Hog Island because it was literally like a five-minute drive from mm-hmm. where we were staying, which was awesome. And when we first went to Hog Island, we were just blown away by the outdoor seating, the kind of like they had like cornhole, they had, you know, a band. And it was also they also had an indoor awesome indoor space with like arcade game, you know, like Mm -hmm. arcade football or not football, uh, basketball and a full bar. So if you're not a craft beer drinker um, and your friends are like there was a full bar where you could get your mixed drinks, you could get your wine, you could get whatever you want, which was, I think it's great to offer something else for people who mm-hmm. don't or sodas or whatever, what have you craft beverages. So that was awesome. when the first time we went back before COVID. So now when we came back, they have it all set out with tables outside. Uh, again, there's no games obviously, because that would just promote people gathering Yep. close together and touching things. And so everything was really well done. The server's wearing gloves. Everyone was wearing masks. And overall, like I have to say, I'm so impressed by how the people of Massachusetts and the establishments in Massachusetts have handled themselves during this crisis. Mm-hmm. And just be, everyone's taking personal accountability. What I've talked about every episode, personal accountability on. Yeah, everyone's like, okay, James. We yeah, get we it. get it. We get it. Public safety announcements. But um you know, you'll see down south and other areas where, you know, those precautions aren't being, you know. Just from what we've heard from people. Well, who from we've heard that have tried to go to breweries and stuff that it's just yeah. like, the it's not the breweries. It's like people around that just don't, mm-hmm. aren't being mindful. But anyway, so Hog Island, they had the same thing with food, but luckily they had oysters. So yes, I, they had freshly chucked oysters. They, shucked. Yeah, shucked. What did I say? Shucked. Chucked. Chucked. <laughs> Well, they chucked the they were they were chucking them at me the rate I was eating them. So shucked, oysters. shucked, yes. <laughs> and everyone's like, "Stop saying that word! You're driving me crazy." Shucked. Moist. No. But those were great, and it paired really well with the stout and also their IPA that I just love. And their red ale is pretty sweet too. So yeah, I mean, things have changed at all those breweries, mm-hmm. but. At least I didn't feel like my experience suffered. Do you, what do you think? No, I think we still were able to have a good time. Um, I think obviously some 
a bit is lost when you can't play the games. Like I know at Knockabout, we love the ring. Oh, yeah. The, the ring game or having the cornhole. The hook on a or, tree, yeah. Yeah, the shuffleboard. But I mean, I think now it's understandable that those things are not available because of the situation we're in. So to me, I was, you know, I'd rather not have them than have them at this time. And I know it eventually those will be available again. So I think that was the only part. So that, for you, the games and activities. Yeah, not just sitting like, you know. I think for me too, it's like the interaction, like there is interaction being lost. I mean, yeah, because you like, I mean, we like to, we talk like to, to the we're very friendly. We to like to talk to other people. Everyone. Oh, what are you, what are you drinking? Yeah. Oh, well, what do you think of this beer? I mean, that's how we met our, our brewery friends by <laughs> harassing them about what they were drinking. So. Yeah. Shout out number two, <laughs> Shar and Kurt, if you're listening. Yeah. So, um, I think, yeah, that's definitely lost is that you can't just, you know, talk to the table next to you or, or call over the bartender and have a chat about the yeah. beer or talk to the brewers. Um, so, and I do feel for people too, that have larger groups or families mm-hmm. where they want to see their families and, you know, they want to share the experience with their families, but they're more than six people. So at least in Massachusetts, it was, yeah, you can't have you more, can't than, more than a party of six. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what you, you adapt. And I think I saw like a, a lot of families adapting because they just were like, sure, no problem. We'll do six here, six there, or four or three, whatever the breakup at yeah. different tables. And they, I mean, it just gets like, you know, you have side conversations with, mm-hmm. you know, the tables, like not yelling matches across the, yeah. the brewery. Yeah. But um, I think overall, the experiences we had were, I felt very safe the whole time. Um, all of the, you know, it was personal preference, whether you kept your mask on at your table or took it off. Um, but I don't think that there was a place that we went to that I was like, oh, we need to, you know, make we a need quick to exit. Just, we need to leave. We're not safe. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I think that like red light, you know, red lights coming on of, you know, all right, let's, let's not go, let's not go mm-hmm. here. Yeah. So um, but yeah, we'll- overall great experience and the beaches were awesome. Uh, <laughs> I have to mention that because that's Cape Cod. I mean, we got I to mean, see yeah. seals. We got to see there, there was, was a, sh- a shark, shark in the water. We in Wellfleet, and there was sharks, mm-hmm. and uh, they had to get everybody out of the water. And I mean, I was impressed at the beaches too. People were staying six feet for the most part away from each other. I brought my socially distant tent. Yeah, we had this awesome tent, uh, LL Bean tent. <laughs> Here's a plug for LL Bean. Like this thing is amazing. It literally pops up in two seconds. You don't have to deal with all like the cables and like the poles and the everything. Poles and, everything. Built in. and it was awesome. It's like the sunburst tent. Yeah, the sunburst LL Bean, if you're curious <laughs> and you're looking for a quick tent for beaches to be socially distant, yeah. highly recommend. I set it up and then we put our chairs like a couple of feet outside of it so nobody could come around it. And I have to say having the cooler in that tent kept it so much colder. Yeah. So all my nice craft beverages were good to go. We're good to go. Yeah. Well, I enjoyed our vacation, James. Oh, I did too. It, it was nice. And I'll probably go back in another couple of weeks and have another mini vacation and just in, enjoy life and enjoy living and enjoy, you know, having some craft beers. Yeah. Um, and before we wrap up today, I wanted to share, which I'm sure some of you have heard about, that on National Dog Day, um, and I hope you saw our post with our adorable dog, Strider, um, but Bush Beer released a beer for dogs. Did you hear about this, James? No, I didn't. <laughs> Interesting. Did. Yes, yeah, so it's a non-alcoholic brew for dogs. And they released it on the 26th, which is National Dog Day. And it's a bone broth that they made into a drink for, for dogs. But apparently humans can drink it too. It is safe. Um, so they said it's not like a supplement for a meal, but they recommend like, I know we put water on our dog's food to kind of soften it up a little bit and also give him some extra hydration. But they said you can pour it on your dog's food. You can just put it in a bowl for them to drink. 
So you can have a beer and your dog can have a beer. So not only are you drinking bush light, your dog can drink bush light too. Yeah, so it's made from bone-in pork butt, we whole corn, celery, basil, mint, turmeric, and ginger. Mmm, give me some of that. Yeah. So, <laughs> I thought that was very interesting and a cute idea. Um, and it's only $9.99 for four. And they are donating $1 from each pack to the Best Friends Animal Society. So they're going to give to charity up to $50,000 for all that's sold. That's good. So I know you're not a huge fan of large beer producers, James. But it's okay. I thought this was a cute story. I don't know how Strider would react to it, but... I think Strider would boycott it Maybe as well. for his birthday next year, I'll give him some to try. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's over 21 because he's... he's uh, How old is he now? Yeah, well, I mean, he's had he's spent, six, green, so. spent beer greens, so... Yeah. And a lot of people make dog treats with those, and I, we have as well. So I think he, he'd probably be willing to try it. Yeah. I just wonder, like, the panel of dogs that they had to, like, test test it out to see if they liked it. That yeah, would have been Well, I guess cool. they can't say that it wasn't tested on animals because oh, right. it's for animals. <laughs> yeah. You got that, you got that uh, dog Cicerone over there. Yeah, Strider will be the next dog Cicerone. Or the, first, the first. The first dog Cicerone. It would be like an academy. Oh, man, that would be great. Okay. Anyways. We'll have to look into that. Maybe, maybe make one. But thanks to all you homebrewers out there who are still homebrewing. I can't wait to homebrew again. And thanks for posting your videos and everything on your Instagram accounts. And if you want to be featured on our podcast or you want to come on the show, direct message us and let us know what you have going on. And we'll see if we can make it happen. Yeah. And next episode, we're going to be taking a look at another growing trend in craft beer as a lot of uh, craft breweries are getting into this which is hard seltzers we've got a couple in our yeah. area that are making a foray into the hard seltzer industry so we'll take a look into that hard seltzers you say eh I do say. <laughs> <laughs> anyways till next time thank you for listening to this week's episode of double hop beat podcast follow us on our instagram for our latest home brewing and craft beer adventures Direct message us at Double Hot Beat Podcast to share your experiences and become part of the pulse of brewing. You can also listen to us on our website, www.doublehotbeatpodcast.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Cheers by rating and reviewing us. This, this has been Double Hot Beat. Beat. Catch, Catch you on, on the brew side. side.